Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. Welcome into the overflow, ladies and gentlemen. Always, always good to engage with one another as we seek to be faithful to what God our Father is doing to us and in us and through us for the glory of His holy name. We want to learn how to live in the overflow, man, everything. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is about life in the overflow. And so this podcast, my life, my ministry exists to be a very strong countervailing force against lifeless Christianity, against all forms of teaching that dry us uh, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Life in Christ should be energetic. There should be juice to it. There should be power to it. There should be dynamism to it because we are living in and out of that which God our Father is doing in us by the power, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so it's good to be with you all here again as we seek to learn we got to learn how to live overflow life is just a different way it's a different way of living it's just a it's just a different way of living so let's get into this let's get into what the lord has for us today this past weekend and it's i don't know when you're listening to this so it's april 23rd 22nd 23rd 2023 this past weekend i was in queen's church in new york in the borough of queen's uh, with uh, a very, very good friend of mine named Robbie Dobbs, who is a campus pastor on the City Rise Network, City Rise Churches and Network here in Houston. They do g- global work all over the place. Robbie sends me all over Belize and Cuba and, and Ecuador, and we've just been around all over. Uh, now we went to Queens, New York, to work with Queens Church. Uh, and if you want to check them out, it is a QNS.church, QNS.church underneath the leadership of Larry Mayberry and his wife, Lindsay, and their ministry team. It's an incredible work that God is doing. We had such an incredible time training them in disciple-making, training them in Trinitarianism, training them in the overflow, training them in the overflow, man. We get we got after it. Sunday morning, Sunday morning, yesterday, they baptized a 92-year-old man. Oh, they baptized a 92-year-old man. His name is Harold. Harold gave his life to Jesus just recently because of the ministry of Larry and Queen's Church in, in, uh, in Harold's life. And we were there for his baptism. They, they lowered him in. It's such a beautiful deal. It's on Instagram, Queen's Church's uh, Instagram page. Uh, they lowered him into the baptistry. And they do all the pronouncements. They bury you in Christ. They, they put him under the water. He comes up out. He, he's, he's laying down or he's sitting down in the baptistry. He comes out and he stands up. They stand him up. And when he stands up, his hands go up in front of him. His hands go up in front and he starts shouting, shouting, just shouts of joy. But the joy is real and it's raw and it's pure and it's unfiltered. And, and he's, just, he's just celebrating, man, in the church. It's the best baptism that I've seen in a long time, man. It was so full of life and Harold's. Life has just been radically changed. And after his baptism, this was so cool. After his baptism, he was running around and telling everybody. He told me, one person that compared notes, he was telling everybody this. He's running around and telling everybody, I have a new family that I've never had before. He said, I got family. I have brothers and sisters that I've I've never had before. Uh, And then he said, I finally have a dad. And I've never had one. 
Man, that was bringing us to, golly, it was just so intense. I finally have a dad, and I've never had one. He didn't tell me all the details, but his dad bailed on him at a young age, never been around. He's never had a dad in his life. Since he gave his life to Christ, he's experienced. He's experiencing what it's like to have a dad. And, and, and that's what I want to line into today in that, in that just very simple but profound reality that God wants to be our father. God absolutely uh, wants to be our Father. And those of us in leadership and Christian leadership and those who have been following Jesus for a while, we really got to do a much, much, much better job of calling God our Father. Please, please just call Him Father. Just call Him Dad. Uh, Look to Him as the one who wants to perfectly parent you. We've got to do a better, cleaner, clearer job of helping people learn the character of their new dad, of who our father is. We must teach them to trust in our father's love and provisions in a way, in a way that's just going to liberate their souls. This invitation to relax back in. You've been made a beloved son, a beloved daughter of the one who wants to be your dad. He wants to be, he wants to be your father. Is, is our father God? Uh, of course he is. Of course he is. Do we believe in one God and one God alone? Are we monotheists? Those of us who follow Lord Jesus Christ, are we monotheists? Absolutely, without a doubt. But, but, the trajectory of Scripture from the Old Testament and its vagary kind of, ooh, who is this God and what is he like? And, and, and we're getting to know him and we're getting to see him from the vagary of that to the clarity of the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus comes and he gives us this new, fresh clarity of who God wants to be in our lives is pristine. The, the trajectory is, is very, very profound and it's very obvious. There's not very much Old Testament references to God as Father. There's just not. If you haven't read Deuteronomy, last week we said if you haven't read Deuteronomy 8, go read that. If you haven't read Deuteronomy chapter 1, 30 to 33, Deuteronomy 1, 30 to 33, stop, drop, go read. Stop, drop, go read. Deuteronomy 1, 30 to 33, an incredible example of the Old Testament references to God as Father, but there's just not that many of them. There's just not, not that many of them. However, for Jesus and for all the New Testament authors, for Jesus and all the New Testament authors, Father is by far the preferred designation of God. Jesus, 111 times, get, get this, 113 times, 113 times in the Gospel of John, God is called Father. 113 times God is called Father, referred to as Father. 111 of those is from Jesus. 111 times Jesus is talking about God and he's saying, it's my dad, it's my father, he's my father, he's my dad. And he wants to be your father and he wants to be your dad too. He wants us to know that God our father wants to be their dad. He wants to be your dad. Now, this is next level. What I'm about to give you is next level biblical analysis. You can't get this anywhere else but here on the Overflow Podcast. You can't. Jesus is God the Son. I know, man, it's deep, it's deep, it's deep. You didn't miss it. That was it. Jesus is God the Son. We say, why is that? That's not next level. That's just basic. And we say, yeah, but if it's so basic, then, then the implication is that if Jesus is God the Son, it should further enforce the reality that God wants to be your Father. We can so easily declare that Jesus is the Son and so at the same time so easily neglect or minimize or forget that because He's the Son, God wants to be our Father. Because He's the Son, God, God wants to be our Father. And so I'm asking you to, to ride on the implication of Jesus as Son to the reality that God wants to be your Father. Look, come on, Jesus tells us 
the role that his dad has in his life and the impact and the and the, the the influence and the significance of this role of God the Father in the life of Jesus. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. That, go all over the scripture and see is this just one example john chapter 5 and verse 19 and 20 jesus says this truly truly i say to you the son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the father doing look at the intimacy of that relationship look, look at the connectivity of that relationship For whatever the father does these things the son also does in like manner whatever the father does the son does these things in like manner verse 20 for the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And the Father will show him greater works than these so that you will marvel. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to those whom, whom he wishes. For not even the Father judges anyone, but he's given all judgment to the Son. So that all will honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Look at the intimacy. Look at the connectivity of that relationship. Look at the depth of love that they share together as a father. And it is a family, man. This is a dad and a son. It's a father and a son. The ministry of Jesus is a work of, a, of his family ministry. It's the family ministry between a father and a son, between a son who loves his dad, wants to be faithful to his dad, depends on his dad, and a dad who perfectly takes care. A dad who perfectly takes care of his son. Even when Jesus, even when Jesus uses the name God, he is referring to his father. Get, get this. Get, even when Jesus uses the name God, he's referring to his father. By far, by far, the most famous verse in the entire Bible is John 3.16. John 3.16, and we, we all know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten nephew, cousin, least favorite member of his family, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So when Jesus says for God, to whom is he referring? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son. Is, is he talking about the oneness of God when he says that? Is he talking about God the Holy Spirit? Is he talking about God the Son? God the Son gave his son? Who is he talking about? It's very clear that when Jesus says for God so loved the world, he's talking about the Father. For God your Father so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. In fact, the, the majority, the vast majority in the New Testament, the vast majority of times that every New Testament author uses the word God, they're referring to the Father. The vast majority of times, check me, check me, the vast majority of times that every New Testament author is using or invoking the name God, they are referring to God the Father. Look at Hebrews chapter 1, for example. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. The author of Hebrews says, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets, in many portions and in many ways, and in these last days, has spoken to us in his Son. Now, the author of Hebrews doesn't say God the Father is speaking to us now in his Son, but look at the words. It says, God, after he spoke long ago through the fathers and the prophets, today is speaking to us through his Son. God, so who is God? To whom is the author of Hebrews referring? He's referring to, he's referring to the Father. This is so massively important to us because salvation is way more about, way more life in Christ. Salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ is about way more than just getting your sins forgiven. It is, it is, it is that Jesus died on the cross forgiveness of your sins is the payment price of your adoption. That Jesus that Jesus died on the cross for forgiveness of your sins is the payment price of your adoption so that you can live the rest of your life as a child, as a son or a daughter of God, as your father. 
God wants to be your dad. Again, the Apostle John says in 1 John 3, 1, see how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us that we would be called children of God and such we are. The Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. There's so many of us walking around saved. I've given my life to Jesus, but we're not living as sons of our Father. We're not living as daughters of our Father. And all the benefit and the juice and the life of what we are to experience has, is so connected to the kind of intimacy that we have with God as our Father, with Him as our Dad, with Him as our Dad. We need clear teaching. We need clear understanding. We need clear wisdom on this so that we who are seeking to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ can enter in as sons and daughters of our Father and live out the great and wonderful reality of what life is like. Life in the overflow, life in the overflow is life as a son. Life in the overflow is life as a daughter. In Matthew 7, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus invites his followers to draw from the goodness of their father's character. Jesus is going to give us this line, and in this line, he's going to say, hey, my father's character is good. My father is a good father. My My father's good. And he can take care of you in perfect and exquisite ways. But he is, he is exhorting and encouraging his followers to draw on in their lives and the pragmatic needs that they have. He is encouraging them, Jesus is, to draw on the goodness of their dad, the goodness of their father. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, Jesus says, If you then being evil, you and I, sinful parents, if you and I being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven, how much more will your father in heaven give to those who ask? There's a contrast between the sinful nature of parents who even for those of us who are full of sin and chaotic on the inside and a mess, even those of us who are parenting and seeking a parent in the overflow, we're not purely good. We're not even close to purely good. Yet even in the mess of who we are as parents, we can still take care of our kids. There are still good parents who are doing good things for their kiddos. Jesus says, if you were evil, know how to give good gifts to your kiddos. If even you can figure that out, if even you and I can figure that out, how much more can your father in heaven? How much more can your dad, who's perfectly good, your dad, who's exquisitely good, your dad, who is divinely pure in all that he does, how much more can your heavenly father take care of you? He wants to be your dad. The God of all creation wants to be your father. The Apostle James, who wrote the book of James, lived for years, years, experiencing the providential care and goodness of God as his father. He learned from Jesus and understood the father heart of God and lived his life as one who was learning how and coming to an understanding of the goodness of God as father uh, in his own life. And so when James goes to pen a letter to his disciples, to an audience of people that he's had the opportunity to love and train to speak into. And he's writing a follow-up letter to encourage them, to train them, to continue their training. James writes this in James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights. Every good and perfect gift is coming down. Every good and perfect gift comes from above from the Father. From, from your Father, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variation and no shifting shadow. Can we please call him, can we please call God our Father? As long as the person of the Trinity that we're referring to is actually our Father, 
Can we please call him Father? Can we move from calling him God and call him Father and then lead others into a deepening relationship of knowing him as, as their dads? Can we do that? Now, admittedly, I get really frustrated. I, I get really frustrated when I'm listening to preaching and teaching. I listen to a lot of preaching and I listen to a lot of teaching. And a Trinitarianism and the preaching and the teaching is all over the place. It's all over the place. Uh, and so I get frustrated when I hear preaching and teaching that invokes references to what we might call a vague God. They're, they were dropping God all over the place, but there's no real clarity in the preaching of the teaching to which person of the Trinity one is referring to. Um, uh, but to call God Father, uh, vague teaching in the sense that there's no clarity on the reality that God wants to be our dad and there's no continual instruction of drawing into the goodness and the character of our Father so that many of the benefits of our salvation freely flow in our being adopted sons and daughters of our Father. Of our Father. And the more that we're confused on that, the harder it is for, access, for us to access the benefits of being a son, of being a daughter, of being a daughter to our to our family. So many of our, our relational and family wounds can be healed as we learn how to soak in the love of our new father, as we learn how to live with a dad who perfectly cares, perfectly loves, and perfectly provides our internals. We can actually be brought to a degree of internal rest that we never knew possible for somebody like us. When Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What is the lesson that Jesus is going to teach us that's going to allow us to experience internal rest? The lesson, the lesson of lessons that is going to allow you to experience internal rest is that God wants to be your father. How was Jesus able to rest? Because he rested in the perfection of God as father to take care of him as his beloved son. That's the lesson. God is faithful as a father to take care of you and to take care of uh, and to take care of me. Now I'm I'm super sorry. I really, really am super sorry that you are going to have to filter out uh, and edit the teaching that you hear. Some of the teaching that you hear, a lot of the teaching that you hear, some degree of the teaching that you hear, you're going to have to filter it out and edit it and try and listen for. When they say God, who are they talking about? Who's the pastor or the Bible study teacher, your small group leader, whatever? Who is it that they're talking about? Um, uh, and if it's the Father, then you're going to have to make that translation from God to Father, God to Father. You need to move from this vague God to this very precise God, from this vague notion of just God in the sky, and, and we just call him God, and we just lop it all together, what we commonly call the God blob, into something that's far clearer, because this is our family. This is our family. You don't call your mom parent or your dad parent. You call your mom mom and your dad dad. And we'll talk more about this in forthcoming episodes of, of Overflow. But as we grow in wisdom and maturity as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we want to get to understand who God our Father is. We want to know Him as our Father. And really the depth that our Father wants to take you in and the freedom that our Father has for you comes so fluidly from a deepening intimacy with Him as your Father. With Him as your Father. With Jesus as your King. With the Holy Spirit as your power supply of life. And, and depth happens as we walk in greater understanding and wisdom of the distinctive roles that the Trinity wants to play in your life. Primarily, primarily one of those relationship being that God wants to be your father, that Jesus wants to be your brother, the Holy Spirit wants to be your, wants to be your power supply. So I apologize in advance, but as you sit underneath teaching, I would encourage you to filter, to edit, to add, 
to take God, the vague God, and convert him into a more Trinitarian expression that he wants to be your father and he wants you to be his knuckle-headed son. He wants you to be his beautiful princess uh, and he wants to love you and take care of you as a good and perfect father takes care of his kids. So let's do that. Let's do that. Let's press into that. Um, My challenge, uh, other than this conversion, I don't know how much of that's a challenge. It's just uh, an unfortunate reality. You're going to have to do that. My challenge to you is that as you read the New Testament, as you read the New Testament on your own, is to make note of the hyper-prevalence, the hyper-prevalence of God as Father language. The hyper-prevalence. It's it's everywhere. God as Father is everywhere in the New Testament. Uh, As you read through the New Testament, pay attention to that. See for yourself. Uh, I'm not making this up. Uh, I'm not making this up. And I'm not making up the importance of it. And the significance of it for your transformation, the significance of it for your overflow life, the significance of it for all of the benefits of being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, they challenge you. I'm not overstating or, or emphasizing or overemphasizing a secondary point. I simply don't want you to live your life as Harold, this 92-year-old guy. I simply want you to live your life in the same way that, that Harold did. I want you to come up out of the waters. I want you to come up in every day in your life. And I want you to put your hands up in the air and I want you to say, I finally have a perfect father. I have a perfect father. I want you to relax back into that, to enjoy that, to breathe the fresh, clean air of a, the providential God of all creation who looks at you as his son, who looks at you as his daughter and says to you, I want to be your dad and I want to take care of you in profound and providential ways and such that you can be liberated. You can be liberated from the, the travails of this world and you can live in the freedom and the joy of the overflow of my love for you as my kid. Pray that this has been helpful for you. If it has been, if you would share it far and wide. So many people need to understand God as their father. Share it far and wide on all your different social medias. We can do it on Spotify and Apple Podcast and wherever all the podcasting and podcasts happens. Uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us. We look forward to being together again super soon as we continue to press in and learn what it looks like to live, to live in the overflow. Thank you for joining us in The Overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.